about the Pirates' prospects for the 2021 season, if they're going to stink, if they're going to be better than expected. It doesn't really matter today. Let's all be excited because it is opening day across Major League Baseball. Good, good, the best of mornings to you all. My name is Alex Stumpf. This is the podcast to be named later here on DK Sports Radio. Today is a today is the best day of the year. It really is the best day of the year. This is people say national holiday. You know, skip work, stay home, grab a beer, watch the game. This is this is always a very special day. The first day of baseball. The Pittsburgh Pirates will. Start off in Chicago to take on the Chicago Cubs for that first game. It will be Kyle Hendricks versus Chad Cool. Perhaps not the most inspiring pitching matchup out of the bunch. But it's it's opening day. It really doesn't matter. And to celebrate opening day, this is going to be a very wide-ranging uh, podcast to be named later. We're going to talk a lot about the NL Central in the first segment, and then just across baseball, just some general thoughts. This isn't going to be Pirate-centric. This is all over the place. There's plenty of Pirate-centric stuff that you can find on DK Pittsburgh Sports right now. This is just all across the league. Just some stuff that needs to be said. I want to start, though, with the National League Central, because this is who the Pirates are going to be playing for most of the year, and I'm not going to mince words. This is the worst division of baseball. This is... What are the worst divisions in professional sports? We're not quite at NFC East, NFC least <laughs> levels in the NFL, but it it's close. It's to the point that 85 wins might be enough to win the division here, even though these teams are going to be playing each other 19 times a pop. Half their schedules are going to be this battling in between and still just keeping your head above 500 water might be enough to go to the postseason here. The Pirates, just to keep this brief, this isn't their year. It's never been about 2021. There are still areas that they want to get better at. There are still key players to watch. There are ways that they can improve. They can learn. They can get better. They can do all that stuff that Ben Charrington and Derek Shelton have talked about. It's not going to result in a winning ball club. Basically, the most pessimistic of Pirates fans or people watching across baseball are going to say this team's going to lose 110, and the most optimistic are like this team's going to lose about 90. So there's like a 20-game window in between there. I don't think this team will finish with the worst record in baseball. I'll say that officially, mostly because they get to beat up on this. Well, not beat up, but not be beaten up as badly as, say, the Colorado Rockies are going to be against the NL West. The Rockies play about a fourth of their schedule against the Dodgers and Padres. There are no teams, no two teams in the NL Central that come even close to that for the Pirates. So that is going to be a major factor in that regard. So Pirates aren't in the mix. The other four teams, I they're within arm lengths of one another. Neither one is particularly good. Neither one is particularly appalling out of the bunch. We're going to start off with the Cubbies because that's who the Pirates are playing. And this is the last dance for the Cubs. Chris Bryant is walking at the end of the year. Javier Baez is walking at the end of the year. 
Anthony Rizzo, they aren't going to get a contract done, it doesn't look like. And, you know, there's a very real chance he'll walk at the end of the year. And with all that being said, they're they're putting Nico Horner in the minor leagues to service time, manipulate him for a month and a half to get a year. What are they doing? They should know that this is it. This really is it. it, it their, their ship might have already sailed. They traded you, Darvish, for Zach Davies and a couple of low-level prospects. They, they lost John Lester. This isn't a good Cubs pitching rotation. And I've said for years, this lineup is very top-heavy. It's not a particularly deep roster where just one or two injuries, and that's it. That's all she wrote for Chicago. They've been able to avoid those big injuries the last couple years. And last year, the guy who really pulled their fat out of the fire more than anyone else was Jason Hayward, who had a, a really good season. But that was over a smaller sample size. And that's not fair always to say to you know guys who hadn't done well, then they have a big year in 2020. Well, but you always have to take into consideration that was two months. That was just two months. This isn't a particularly good Cubs team. Maybe they'll win the division. If they do, I, I view the Cubs as kind of a team that starting in 2022 is really going to start to bottom out. And they don't really have much of a farm system to bail themselves out. Whether the Cubs are good in 2021, 2022, I do not. Whenever the parts do have that next competitive playoff team, or just competitive team in general, the Cubs are not going to be a main challenge for them then. I don't view their organization as that anymore. They gave up too much to get Quintana, and then they let Quintana walk. Speaking of teams that let a big pitcher walk, the Cincinnati Reds are without Trevor Bauer. That's hardly a surprise. He won his Cy Young. There's no real way they were going to get him. Trading Iglesias, that that was something else. That's gonna that might come back to haunt them in the bullpen. Non-tendering Archie Bradley. That could come back to haunt them. Yes, they added Sean Doolittle. Sean Doolittle is a good addition to that bullpen. But that rotation, that pitching staff, a little thinner. They've got Luis Castillo. Luis Castillo, I think, is the best pitcher in this division. He's got to lead the charge there. Sonny Gray is a heck of a number two. They still have Cassianos. They'll find a way to use Moustakis. It looks like Suarez might play some shortstop. I don't know what's going to go on there. Joey Votto is declining. They don't have... They're, they're a middle infielder short here. Yes, they have a good-looking outfield. Tucker Barnhart just won a, a gold glove. Not a Cy Young. A gold glove behind the plate. They still have some good front-in-the-rotation starters. But I just don't see this being... It, it, it's the same thing we've seen from the Reds the last couple years. That if you look at the Reds on paper, they're a good team. But the sum is always less than the total of the parts. We saw it in 2019. We saw it in 2020. 2020, people kept saying they were going to win the World Series, even though they barely... Barely finished over 500. Barely. 
It took a Cy Young season from Trevor Bauer to get them over the 500 mark. It's not a particularly inspiring team. I don't know. I don't think this is a real contender going forward. Maybe Again, I may as well just say it for everyone in 2020. It's it's a wide open field, and but I don't know how the how the Reds got any better this off season than where they were last year, which was a fairly mediocre club. The only team in the division who did seem to get a little better were the Cardinals, who who credit to them they were the team that ran out the grounder to to get Nolan Arenado from the Rockies. They gave them the couple garbage prospects, and yeah, I don't know if Nolan Arenado is going to be part of the Cardinals for the long term. He has opt-outs the next two years. Maybe this is it just for him. If that's the case, I don't think the Cardinals much care. They need just someone for the corner infield spot. They still have Paul Goldschmidt. Yaddy is back for another run. Flaherty is one of the best. Flaherty is probably the second best pitcher in the division behind Castillo. Good, good core. And you know what? Not to oversimplify things, delve into baseball cliches, but the St. Louis Cardinals, they will not beat themselves. That is why they are so consistently good. They do not beat themselves. And they're not going to again this year. They are the safe pick to win the division. But my pick or the Milwaukee Brewers. And the reason why this is this is a, <laughs> I can't present it any other way but as a joke. The reason why is they have no business winning the division. It's not a good it's not a good club top to bottom. Like adding Colton Wong, that's a good guy to add into the division especially since you're stealing him from St. Louis. That's a nice swing of a couple wins. And yeah, Herrera could probably play first base. And they've got, you know, Lorenzo Cain coming back. Christian Yelich, I imagine, is going to have some sort of bounce back after really just not doing particularly well last year. Adding Jackie Bradley Jr. into that outfield mix. They've got the best core of outfielders in baseball. Like three or four guys. Four legitimate guys out there. I mean... They're going to be fine there. Maybe something crazy happens and we see someone. Maybe we see Christian Yelich pop in at first base at some point. I don't know. I don't know. But this is a team that they've got a couple good arms. They've got Woodruff. They've got Hayter. They've got Williams and the airbender changeup that might be the best pitch in baseball. The Brewers are in a position that if they can hold leads, give their bullpen leads, they will win games. And it's the same formula that they've had for years. And for years, we have all said, this Brewers team doesn't look that good. But every single year, they find a way to get Josh Hader the ball in the eighth inning, eighth or ninth inning, and they come out on top in a lot of one-run, two-run games. And I think that's going to happen again in 2021. No, they're not a particularly exciting club. No, I don't think they're a legitimate World Series winner. If 
if anyone in this division could potentially win a World Series, it would be the Cardinals. Because they've got Flaherty, and, you know, maybe Wainwright has a little more, you know, left in the tank. Cardinals at least have some good top-of-the-line talent that can carry them. The Brewers, they've got that outfield. They've got a couple good arms to work with, and they're really going to hope that's enough. It's not a deep roster. It's probably the most incomplete out of the four contenders. But the same way that the Reds somehow don't get what they should out of their players, the Brewers consistently get more out of their guys. And I think we're going to see that in 2021. So the Milwaukee Brewers, with 86 wins, are your 2021 National League Division, Central Division champions. We're going to take a break. Whenever we come back, let's go around the horn. Let's go around baseball. Let's see what else there is to say about this. Welcome back to the podcast to be named later here on DK Sports Radio. All right, I've, I've got the Brewers winning the division at 86 games, 86 wins. Third seed. <laughs> Just assume that. They're going to have the worst record out of all the National League playoff teams for me this year. So let's go around the rest of the league, see what's going to happen. In the National League East, everyone wants to say the Mets. You know, they got Lindor, they got McCann, they shored up the bullpen, they kept Stroman. There's a lot of good, you know, pieces retained there to go along with, you know, Jacob deGrom. But Atlanta, this is still their division. That young core, that young core is something else. Acuna, Acuna was my MVP pick last year. He's not my pick this year, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he gets it this year. They've got Freddie Freeman. They've got Albies. They've got Soroka. There's just so many good players in Atlanta. And they still have a farm system. That's the amazing thing of it all. Even though they weren't allowed to spend internationally after they got caught with their hand in the cookie jar there. They, they still have a really good farm system that they can pull players from as necessary. And you know what? One of the quieter, it, it was right at the beginning of the offseason, but one of the quieter, better moves any team made were the Braves getting Charlie Morton. And you know what happens in October? You can go to one of the greatest postseason pitchers, one of the best do-or-die game pitchers and Baseball history, because that's where this team has fallen short the last couple years. Just can't cross the finish line. But over 162, this is the best team in the division. I do have the Metropolitans winning a wild card, though. There's just too much talent there. They still have DeGrom. Stroman, people are sleeping on Stroman. Like, I I tweeted at the Pitching Ninja (laughs) a couple weeks ago about, you know... I, I referred to Marcus Stroman as one of the best pitchers in baseball. And people were like, are you kidding me? How can you? It, 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 does everyone forget that this guy was an all-star the last time he suited up? Like, 
this guy is really good. And, and he's, you know, their number two starter behind DeGrom. And then you got Syndergaard. There's just a lot of good quality players with the Mets. You always have to be worried with the Mets, though. Just very lazy baseball analysis here. But you always have to be worried about the Mets or what they're going to do. And, you know, the Mets, anything they touch turns to garbage, it seems. But, yeah. yeah I, should say, I hope Gerard listens to that. He's fresh off of New York and covering the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll be sure to tell Gerard that everything the Mets touch turned to garbage. But yes, the Mets are a wild card. Third place in the division, here's the shocker, are the Marlins. We saw the Marlins do a lot of good things last year. Shock the world. We get a full season of Sixto, baby. I'm excited. I'm excited to watch this kid. My favorite pitcher that I have been able to watch live is Pedro Martinez. And I see so much of Pedro and Sixto. Like this, this guy is... Do yourself a favor at some point. Some random June night, whenever you're at home, and the Marlins are going to be on MLB Network, or ESPN, or something, and Sixto's going to be pitching, do yourself a favor, grab a beer, just watch. This kid is something special. He is going to be the best pitcher in baseball in a couple years. The Nationals are old. They're in fourth. I mean, I, I could see them making one more run, but I view the 2019 Nationals the same way the 1979 Pirates were. An old team that had fallen short in the playoffs for the better part of a decade. And kind of in the last rush, they go and they win one World Series to cap it off. And you know what? Good for the Nationals that they did get that one because it's it's going to get ugly. I don't blame them for trading for Josh Bell and, you know, trying to get back to winning because they have got they are looking down the barrel of a really ugly rebuild. It is going to be bad. So I don't blame them if they want to, you know, drink at the bar a little more before they have to deal with the ramifications the next morning. But yeah, yeah, I don't view them as a serious contender. Not yet, anyway. In the in the National League West, you know who's gonna win that division? It's not the World Champs. You wouldn't even hotter take. Joe Musgrove is gonna have the lowest ERA on that Padres staff. He's finally gonna break out. It's the right environment for him. We saw signs of that breakout happening in September last year. Now it's just going to happen over a full season. He doesn't have to worry about being, you know, the clubhouse leader, the big guy. He he has been given the opportunity just to be a guy. And that's what he needs more than anything. Plus, that Padres team, they slam Diego. Slam Diego. Keeping Tatis in place for basically his entire career. They've still got Machado. They've still got Myers, who had a nice bounce-back season. Put him in the same boat as like a Jason Hayward of, hey, now you got to prove it over 162, but heck of a season. Hosmer, also to a lesser extent in that boat. Mackenzie Gore is like the sixth best 
pitcher or sixth best prospect in baseball and like sixth in this depth chart for starting pitchers. There is a lot. Forget top to bottom, the Padres have the best organization in baseball right now. Going from their major league team to their bottom, it's just the best. That they could lose someone like Hudson Head to get Joe Musgrove and not even blink. Not even blink. Like, that trade looks like it could be a good one for the Pirates going forward, especially if Hudson Head is able to clean up his mechanics and become, you know, this potential everyday center fielder. I think he's got a very legitimate chance at that if the Pirates are able to continue the player development that has been set forth by the Padres. Maybe approve upon it. But they didn't even blink trading him away. Almost any other organization would be pulling teeth away from a kid like that. That's why the Padres are winning the division. They're just the best organization in baseball right now. It's going to be close. It's going to be close, and it feels, it feels weird to put the Dodgers in the wild card spot. But, you know, I don't think Trevor Bauer, I know I refer to him as the Cy Young winner. He did win. You know, He's not the best pitcher in the National League, though. He's the number three pitcher in that staff. Clayton still got some juice left in the tank. Walker Bueller is one of the top ten pitchers in baseball right now. That lineup, that lineup, Mookie, Seager, Bellinger, Muncie. Jeez, that's a, that is a hell of the heart of the order right there. Dodgers over 162. They, I, I, I get, I get, I'm going out on a limb by saying Padres are winning the division, but you know what? This is probably the prediction that will most likely be wrong. If, if any of mine are, and I'm never wrong. What am I talking about? So in the National League, it is the Padres as the one seed, the Braves as the two, the Brewers as the three, the Dodgers as the four, and the Metropolitans as the fifth. But the team that ends up going back to the World Series is it's finally Atlanta. Atlanta finally gets their pennant. They're back in the World Series. American League. National League East. The Yankees are winning that division. Last year was the down year. They were shaky. You know what? They still almost went to the American League Championship Series. It's a good, good team. And keeping LeMahieu in that mix, especially at the contract that he ended up taking, that's something else. The question is rotation depth. Because Kluber, it's one thing for JMO. It's one thing to put a lot of eggs in the JMO basket. But JMO's looked good, he's looked healthy. Kluber hasn't. And I don't know how much pitching depth they have beyond him. You know who their pitching depth was? Yahure. Contreras. Like the Pirates got that pitching depth. I don't know where the Yankees are gonna find it without going over the luxury tax. That said, they are still they still have the best lineup in the league. They've got enough pitching to get through. Garrett Cole, Jameson Tyon, 
torture for Pirates fans, but it'll be enough to send them through. To get them through the year. In the Central, you know, the White Sox, talent-wise on the roster, it should be the White Sox. But Larusa, no, he he's not. We're going to see an old, out-of-date manager be exposed on the south side of Chicago. That's plain and simple. I'm not saying there's going to be a mutiny or anything, but he is going to be outmatched by these younger managers like Rocco Baldelli, who Derek Shelton would like me to remind everyone that he has been named the most handsome manager in baseball twice. Those two have a friendship, and that's how that's how you know Shelton gets his jabs in at Rocco by calling him the, by reminding everyone that he's the two-time most handsome manager in baseball. Rocco's are a little more a little more inspired, a little more <laughs> wide-ranging. If you haven't seen the the Jaws parody that he put on the scoreboard for the final spring training game, that that's enjoyable. Would recommend checking that out. That's why but the Twins not because Rocco is handsome. I guess I should should uh clarify that. But the Twins, they've got a killer rotation with Barreos, with Maeda. Like, they lost Odorizzi, and it really doesn't matter that much. And they've got the pop. It's a good team. The Twins, they repeat as division champions again. The White Sox are a wild card. I mean, it's going to be... There's still, there's still a lot of young talent there. I, my hotter take is this is it for Larusa. He does not manage in 2022. They, the White Sox realize that they screwed up. At some point this season, you can't fire a Hall of Fame manager halfway through the year. There's just too much good talent to get through. But no, no, they're not going to win the division this year. Just a wild card. In the West. The Oakland Athletics, again, a team that has forever done more with less. They'll have Chapman back. They'll have Olsen back. Yes, they lost Liam Hendricks, but they've got Diekman. They've got a lot of good other relievers. This is a team that has survived with bare bones pitching for years. What Oakland has, has worked, and it will continue to work, because there isn't a serious threat in this division, I don't think. The Astros don't have the pitching. Granke, Zach Granke is a future Hall of Famer in my book, but, you know, he's, what, 37 at this point? I don't know if he can lead a rotation. They've got Oda Rizzi, who missed a lot of spring training. I don't know how effective he's going to be. They're without... So they're really, really losing a lot of what they need. Maybe they find a way to add to the rotation, not the rotation, yeah, I guess the rotation, but the lineup as the year goes on. They've still got some good, 
some good hitters. But without Valdez, man, that's that's a blow for that for that rotation. And no Verlander again. That's that's worth mentioning. No Verlander. So I don't see the Astros competing in the same way that I don't see the Angels really competing. And you know what the Zips projections on Fangraphs gives comps for every player right now. So like historical players in the past. And Mike Trout's best comp is Mickey Mantle. We've heard that before. You know, what if Mickey Mantle, you know, never had his knee injury? That's kind of what we've seen from Mike Trout out of his career so far. Prime-wise, absolutely, those two guys. Maybe Trout's even better there. Anthony Rendon's best comp, historically, is Brooks Robinson. This team has prime Mickey Mantle and prime Brooks Robinson on their roster, and they're not going to finish 500. That is a travesty. That is the worst general managing ownership in baseball that they have these two outstanding players and no supporting cast around them. Otani, I think, could have a really big season this year. This could be finally the big Otani breakout. I think that's I think that's possible, if not potentially likely. Both as a pitcher and a hitter. That'll help. But where's the rest of this help coming from? Fletcher's a good player. But is Joe Odell going to put that horrible rookie season behind him and actually bounce back? Is Justin Upton going to do anything on offense? Are they going to get any serious bullpen hope? Like they added Steve Shishek and, and Tony Watson at the 11th hour, two guys who couldn't make other teams, and those guys are going to be like the heart of that back end of the bullpen. This is not a good Angels team. And it's a shame. It's a travesty. Because they are wasting the talent of of prime Mickey Mantle right now. Did I give my second wild card? I don't know if I actually did name the Rays the second wild card. But even though they traded Snell, they're still, they're still there. Partially beneficial that, you know, they won't. The Red Sox aren't good. I'm just not convinced on the Blue Jays pitching. Like, Blue Jays, Bo Bichette's going to win the batting title this year in the American League. But, and they got Springer. I just don't see their pitching being enough. They really didn't address much. Outside of Hendricks, Hendricks is a great ad. No, Hendricks went to the White Sox. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He visited the Blue Jays. I don't know why I thought of that the wrong way. That's a mistake on my part. I'm sorry. But yeah, the Rays, they'll, they'll squeak in as the second wild card. They'll get clobbered by the White Sox. They're going to wish they had Charlie Morton at that point. The American League champion this year are the Minnesota Twins. I know the Twins have not won a playoff game in... Wow. Well over a decade. But they have the pitching. They have the power. I don't it's it's the best combination of the two in baseball. 
of high-level starting pitching and legitimate power, and that's how you win games in this, in this day and age. The Twins have this rare combination. They're going to be led by the 2021 American League Cy Young, Kenta Maeda. This is, I'm going off the walls here. No Garrett Cole pick, no Shane Bieber pick. For the record, I got Shane Bieber last year, so I'm I'm riding hot here. That was kind of an oddball pick, but Kenta Maeda is an ace. He's been an ace since ever coming to Minnesota. He's going to continue to be one there. The American League MVP is Matt Chapman. He finds that extra gear. He's the reason why the Athletics win the win the division. In the National League, the MVP is Juan Soto, who it's a it's a trendy pick to call him Ted Williams, but you know what? He's Ted Williams reincarnate right now. That's watch this kid. He's special. He should be plastered all over everything Major League Baseball does. This is the marketable player that the league needs. Cy Young, it's Luis Castillo. I, I, I know Red's winning another Cy Young, but you know what? This guy, he's he's got some top-of-the-line stuff. And the Reds are really going to be relying on him. They're going to be trotting him out there a lot. This is a big year for him. I know this. This the Cy Young picks I get are way out of it. But man, do you really just want to hear you know Garrett Cole and Trevor Bauer and or Walker Bueller? Just like no, let's let's get a little fun with these. Let's get a little fun with these. I'm saying Juan Soto. I mean, Bo Bichette winning a batting title that has to be fun, right? And rookies of the year. I mean, those are the two easiest ones. Rosarena with the Rays, Hayes with the Pirates. I I don't think there's much competition for either one of those two spots and your 2021 world series champions are the minnesota twins for the same reasons i said they won the pennant they've got the pitching they've got the power that's how you win in 2021 the braves are close and maybe you know if they could get to a game seven charlie morton will win that one too but for now Twins over the Braves in five. Be sure to let me know, come November 1st, how wrong I was with all these picks. And the best way to do that is to make sure that you are subscribed to the DK Sports Radio feed. Wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. I, I hear I hear there are going to be some great Cro-Magnon chants around the fire that are going to replicate what these things are i don't know i'm running out of oddball ways to say we're on all devices and platforms be sure to follow us thank you for listening to the podcast to be named later we'll talk again next week mm-hmm.